and welcome to the Sell the Sizzle podcast. This is the show if you want to sell an idea, a product, or a service. We're going to share sales techniques with you so that you can be a sizzling success. Let's go. Well, very excited, Sizzlers. Uh, we have our first special guest, Mr. Luke Canup. I'm so excited to have him. I've been trying to get him on the show for, uh, well, it must be a couple of months now we've been talking about it, and, I've, and he's so busy, he's managed to find some time just coming up to the uh, the holiday period to chat with us. And the reason I'm excited is he's a, he's a great friend. Uh, I've worked with him personally. Uh, he's a stand-up uh, leader. He's had a storied career in the construction and commercial flooring space. Um, he learned his sales tradecraft and spent, you know, many, many years, over a decade, successfully selling and then migrated and moved into sales leadership and then business leadership. And one of the things we're going to pick his brain on today is uh, his success he had in one commercial company, commercial flooring company, of in one year, growing their book of business by 20%. And get this, increased gross margins by 8%. So he didn't discount to give it away. He was a superstar. So we're going to get into all of that. But Luke... Let's hear your voice. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, first of all, I love how you make everything sound much better than what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it really is good when you talk about it. Uh, I appreciate uh, appreciate that. So I've uh, been in construction for many years, started off in residential construction, building uh, custom homes, and the recession kind of did away with that. and found myself in commercial flooring somehow. Uh, just uh, happened into the business through somebody that I knew. And and once you get in, you never get out. It's a, uh, we call it the flooring vortex. So, <laughs> so here I am. Um, really enjoy working in the commercial business uh, much better than the residential business. Uh, so glad that I got out of that Uh uh, dealing with homeowners is not always the best uh, best thing to do, but uh, commercial flooring it, it has its challenges too. But uh, but I enjoy it and um, I've kind of built built my career in the business and worked for a very large company, 130 employees, leading a sales team of about 25. And now I've I've scaled way down back to a, a smaller flooring company with about 16 people. But uh, we've been able to, uh, to to grow their business and and grow their margins. Uh, it, it's it's been really interesting seeing some different dynamics there with uh, with a large company, some lower margins, trying to build that margin, and and with a smaller company working with mostly end users uh, and some general contractors and building that margin. So good. You got you got a quite um, a, quite a rich perspective there. Yeah, yes, uh, it's it's definitely uh, two different types of businesses, but uh, but yeah, it, it's it, it's really really interesting seeing how each company deals with customers and margin, and you know how they how they qualify their customers even. So 
And I think we'll, we'll get into a little bit of that uh, in today's talk. Oh, no, I'm excited about that. Well, one of the things that uh, I want to ask all the guests that come on the show, because the listeners, um, you know, are curious about how to grow their book of business, how to win more deals. Uh, so one question would be, Luke, what, what's been one of the most innovative sales that uh, you've been involved with? And, and, and tell us a little bit about that. I've actually done this more than more than once. I've done it a few times, and this is my favorite way to uh, to to get a get a job and actually make a, a lot of margin on it. So I've, I've done this several times before, actually. But it's uh, my favorite way to get in is with a a very small contract, getting in early, uh, maybe for some demolition or floor prep. And my my favorite one is they wrote me a contract for five hundred dollars. And then they sent me a change order for the main job of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> once you get a contract written, they don't want to write another contract. It's easier for them to write a simple change order, and 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 boy, yeah, you can play with the numbers there a little bit. But uh, uh, one hundred fifty thousand dollar change order on a five hundred dollar change, uh, five hundred dollar contract. That, that's that's my my most favorite way to get in on a deal. That's that's priceless and and sizzlers. I've 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 been writing a book now for a few months. It's now been published. It's all about winning work with the general contractors. You can find it on Amazon, and there'll be links uh, at this show. And Luke, that was one tip you didn't share with me that I could have put in the book. <laughs> <laughs> we saved that for the for the people. Well, listen to the podcast. Oh, perfect! That is such a that's such a gem. I love I love that, and um, I uh, I heard a phrase uh, from Sun Tzu, uh, and he says, uh, you know, win first, fight later. And so you did the, the beautiful thing there. You eliminated the competition. You'd already won, right? And the and, and the fight was all just you know there was no fight. Nobody else could compete. I mean, it's brilliant. That's all right. So hopefully, right. for those of you who are in the who are submitting commercial bids, there it is. You know the one technique that's going to give you the edge. If you're listening to this show, you'll be ahead of the competition. Wow, that's uh, fabulous! I bet the gross margin on that that change order was pretty sweet, also, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Okay, well, let's turn into the uh, the subject of the show. We, we, Luke and I decided we call it the power of 1% because we had a conversation around how do we get people to think about growing their gross margins just by 1%? And Luke, being the genius that he is, he didn't even think 1%. I'm sure he was thinking 10%. Um, so, so um, you know, it is very difficult. Uh, you know, I talked to a lot of commercial, you know, people who find it, uh, very, very difficult to hold their ground on gross margins and will often concede gross margins right at the very end of a sale. So yeah, you win the business, but it's hardly that profitable. But but Luke, you found a way to um, optimize gross margins. And I know the audience will be wrapped here. You know, how, how, did, how did you do that? Give us some practical thoughts on that. Well, so for the power of one percent, I, I heard it several years ago, and I, I kind of latched on to. I really like the idea because it's very similar to the how do you eat the elephant? You, know, you eat it one bite at a time. So how do you how do you gain margin one point at a time? And you know, you've probably had the people that are in this business. We've been ingrained with a certain margin percent that we should go after. 
uh, for business. It could be from the people that you've uh, worked under, people that have taught you, brought you up in the business, and you know that this magical margin uh, is what you should go for on every job and that you're never going to get more. Um, being a part of several different companies, I can see that there's there's ways to get more. There's there's different ideas and, and different ways to go about it. But the easiest way is, is what I've taught my salespeople is is one percent of the time. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about mindset uh, in a little bit. But one percent of the time is the easiest way. There's several things you can do to, that are practical ways to do that. Um, uh, one of the things is you know, we're, when we bid jobs, you know, we're bidding, you know, as a trade contractor, you're bidding multiple jobs a week. Um, you know, it could be anywhere from from two or three to 20 jobs a week that you're bidding. And you have a template set up. You make your life easy. You set yourself up a template and you go, you know, we're going to bid every job at this magical margin. And the easiest way to, to change that is to change that by one point. Send everything out at one point higher. Set your bid template up for one point higher. And that's the beginning of, of changing that mindset. Um, sometimes it's harder to, to get in the, the mindset of doing it on a bid. So maybe it's easier to do it in a change order. You know, that change order that you send, make it one point higher than, than what you would have normally made it at. Um, and then one of the biggest things to do is is to identify, which is something you preach on, Mick, is to identify the customers and projects where you know you can easily get that extra one percent. Maybe that's the first thing to do. If you you know if you don't want to set your bid template up for a, a particular margin, you start identifying the customers where you know well I probably can get a little bit higher margin there on this particular customer. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start raising my bid by one point. Um, you know, ideally, uh, we all know this is that we're raising it by two and three points, but start with that one point. That's that's where you have to start. Now, I've seen uh, I've had a salesperson. Uh, sorry, Meg. Uh, um, I had a salesperson that we had uh, at the last company I was with. Uh, he was a ten million dollar sales guy at, uh, you know, twenty one percent and raised his margin in, in a year's time by three or four uh, percent just from using that technique. That's a lot of extra gross margin dollars into the business and obviously a nice little commission check there. Absolutely. And that was going to be my question, Luke. You know, you've, you've, you've had, I mean, if I just take the last couple of companies, you know, 36 salespeople, you've probably had more under your wing at some point. You know, what kind of reaction do you get when you say to them, okay, I want you to increase your, your bids by 1%? I mean, it sounds easy, but I'm sure the pushback is enormous. Oh yeah, yeah. The first thing they say is, "Oh, I can't raise my margin. I'm going to lose sales. I'm not. I'm not going to be able to sell. Uh, I'm not going to be able to meet my sales target for the year because you're making me raise margin." You know, it's 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 benefiting them. You know, but and and I've never had anybody not hit their sales target from raising their margin by one point over a year. Never. That's 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 pretty that's pretty you know reassuring for the amount of business that you've brought in and all of those uh, all of those salespeople doing that and nobody mm -hmm. came back and said you know I've I, it's really not worked. Yeah, no, it, it works every time. Um, 
you know, you do lose sales on raising your margin one point or two points or three points. But, uh, you know, we'll talk about, uh, I think, in the next little section about how uh, to identify your best customers and, and, and why we want to we, we want to lose some jobs. Yeah, let's yeah. let's let's yeah. take that on. I mean, that's almost that's almost heresy for a lot of people. It is, you know, we say no to this bid, or we say no to this customer, or no to this specific deal. And it's very very hard as a salesperson when you've got a nice, friendly, warm voice on the telephone saying, "Hey, we're gonna we want you to get this work, but uh, you know, it's going to be a little tight. And we need you to work with us." And it, it's hard to say no to those kinds of people. But tell us your thinking on that, Luke. It is hard to say no to those people, especially if you work if you work with them for years and years and years. But you know, working with those customers for a long period of time, you start to see a little bit of trend that hey, every project I'm having to drop my margin, every project I'm negotiating, every change order they don't want me to make any money on the change orders. Um, so one of the things that I preach is is working with uh, partners. And and partners, there's there's a lot that goes behind that word, but uh, partners want you to make money and they want you to succeed. Partners aren't the people that call you up with a nice warm voice and say, "Hey, can you raise? Can you lower your bid by you know five hundred dollars?" And when that happens every time over a long period of time, that's not a partner. Sorry, I lost my train. That's that. That's okay. Obviously, even you get emotional when you say no to people. <laughs> so, so, but sometimes I'm sure I'm I'm sure they're taken aback by that conversation, right? Luke's calling me and say he doesn't, you know, why is he saying that? And then and then you explain, well, for the last X bids, this has happened. Do, 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 do you get any? Um, do you get any positive reaction from that conversation? <sighs> Not usually um, at first, but you know, you uh, what we you typically have is when we do have that conversation, and maybe we do have to fire a customer because every job that we do, we're we're doing it for low margin, and of course, you know, they're great to work with. You know, you get all the excuses. Uh, we get all, all their work. That's the number one excuse. We get all their work, and I'm like, well, if you get all their work, let's let's get it at a little higher margin. We shouldn't. I mean, why are we? Why are we negotiating on every job? Um, and so when you fire that customer, or let's say that we do fire the customer, uh, you know, six months to a year down the road, typically we've replaced that customer with somebody better. Uh, somebody that we're, that we're making more, more margin with or somebody that's even easier to work with and that doesn't negotiate every time that we, we you know, send them a bid. Um, but, you know, a, a true partner wants a company on their project that's making money. I want my customer to make money. They should want me to make money. And, you know, they want a company that's on their project that's not going broke. I mean, if you have, if, if you're getting beat down every bid and you're going out there, they really don't care about you. They really don't care that you're making money. They don't, they don't care if you go broke. You know, everybody knows that, that prices are increasing right now uh, more than any, any other time really that I've been in the business. Um, and so, you know, we have to raise prices. We have to raise more. We have more overhead internal in the company, typically, because, I mean, our own costs are going up within our, our employees. Uh, you know, we pay more now for employees. Uh, everything goes up at the same time. And so we have to make more money. Um, it's not 
just trying to make more money so that we can all get rich. Um, you know, if we were all rich, uh, I wouldn't still be in the commercial flooring business. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I'm still here. We're still trying to make money. We just want to make it a little easier on ourselves by making a little more margin. Um, uh, and, and, know, working, and working a little bit smarter. And, and Luke, could you, would, could you give some confidence to the to the audience that's listening? Are there customers out there who do want to partner with you? Are there sufficient n- numbers of them? Su- surprisingly, yes. Yes, there, there are plenty of customers out there that, that do want to partner with you. And, you know, it's even the customers that, that maybe are, are trying to beat you down, they, they may not realize that they're being a bad partner. Um, sometimes it takes a little bit of education on their side to, to you know, let them know, hey, we can't lower our price every time you call us. And, you know, it's we're not making any money. We're we're producing a bad end product for you because we're not we're not making any money. You know, pay us a little extra. We'll make sure that your project gets done correctly and on time and, and make your customer happy. So sometimes it takes a little education. Sometimes that education doesn't work and you fire that customer and move on to someone else. Right. And, you know, one of the exercises that I've always done with, you know, with companies when you say, hey, let's think about increasing margins and you get that level of pushback. And and you can all do this, you're listening to the podcast. If you look at all of your deals and look at the margin you're getting, yeah, you let, let's say that your mindset is around that 21% and a lot of your work will be that. I'm sure that in your portfolio, you'll have work at 30%, 35% and 40%. So it, it, it is possible. So look at that to reinforce your conviction that it is possible. I just, and then look at the types of customers who are in that 30%, 40% range or whatever it is above your, you know, your mental marker and say, hey, there's a pattern to these types of people. Those are the kind of people I need to go build relationships with and have those business discussions as Luke has, uh, has talked about. Um, but a lot of it is all about mindset. And I know you wanted to talk about that, Luke. So, so yes, mindset is uh, the working smarter uh, mindset. Uh, it is extremely hard to change that mindset. And like I mentioned earlier, you may have been taught certain ways to go about it. You may you may have been with a company that, you know, they're pricing everything at 18%. I came from a company, one of my first companies uh, I worked with, we priced everything at 18%, no matter what. Um, and when I came, uh, went to the, the second company I was with, you know, I was, I was killing it. I was selling, you know, ton, tons of business at 18% cause you can get a lot of business at 18% because right. <laughs> you're the low guy. Yeah. And you know, the, the, the owner of the company I went to, he said, why don't we do less work at 25%? And, you know, it never had crossed my mind before. And so you'd be surprised at, you know, when, when you're young and in the business, you might not even realize that there's another way. And so it really takes a while to change that mindset that, that there is another way. Um, when you get ingrained that, you know, I'm only going to win work even at 25%, you know, the next bid that you send out tomorrow, you're probably going to send it at 25% again. Um, so it, it, it is a powerful mindset change and it, it, it's surprisingly hard to overcome sometimes. Uh, similar to what we talked about earlier that, uh, 
the the people that they they always give pushback. The salespeople always give pushback. You know, I can't win this kind of business. I'll never do more business at higher margins. Um, we know that there's business out there at 30 and 40 and 50% margins. Um, you may have to change your customer type. You may have to uh, fire a few customers, unfortunately. But uh, there there is business out there at, at higher margins. Um, but the easiest way to do it, and that's why I, I hung on to this power of 1% is 1% of the time. That's the easiest way to change that mindset. And before you know it, you know, you're you're going two and three percent at a time. And, you know, you may go, you know, change a book of business from 25 percent to 30 percent margin. That's a lot of money on, you know, several million dollar book of business. Right. Right. Fabulous. All right. So you get, you have two, I mean, there's a lot of, lot of color commentary within there, but the, the two things that really stick in my mind was, was number one, get a little bit of work up front, win first, fight later, right? And eliminate the, yes. comp eliminate the competition completely. But then in the more competitive bidding space, have the confidence to add a percent and see what happens. What's the worst thing that could happen is they're only going to say no. And then when they do say no, don't accept no. Say, you know, have a business discussion around, look, our costs are rising. We want to be a partner, et cetera. Have a business discussion, not a sales discussion. And you're going to win more of those. And more once you've started to get some momentum, as Luke did, you know, we've got 1%, now it's 2 or 3 And before you know it, he, he, you know, he got, a, he got a whole group of people up by 8% inside 12 months. So it's perfectly possible to do. So, hey, Luke, this has been, uh, been fabulous uh, talking to you. Um, any, other, any other tips or thoughts for our sizzling audience today? Well, I think we need to do another podcast on how to eliminate the competition up front. Oh, Please. yeah. Uh, yeah we, I'd love to do that. I mean, I think that's uh, uh, such a, you know, to, to, uh, this is a passion of mine, Luke, and I know yours, because that's what you led with, it is you can tilt the pet playing field. You, the, 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 the commercial bid process, if you just follow it rote, you, you're going to lose or get low margin. But if you do things up front, the earlier that you can intervene, build relationships and set your stall, the 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 easier it's going to be for you to win. I know you're a big proponent of that, Luke. Right? No, I am. And you know, you, you talked about tips or last minute tips. It's all from a combination of small things. You know, when I look back on my success as as a salesman or even as a sales manager. It, I can't look back, and I've told you this before. I can't look back and pinpoint. I did this one thing, and I, you know, was super successful. It's all in the the the, the few small things that add up. You know, power one percent of margin is one little thing that's going to add up to a, a lot of different things. You know, you keep raising that one percent. You know, the next thing is, you know, what do we do? What what little tricks can we do to start eliminating the competition? And so you start adding all these little things up together and that's how you become successful. Uh, you know, it's not from, Hey, I'm going to go and add 10% margin tomorrow to my book of business. That doesn't, we all know that can't happen. And that probably is not going to happen, but, but one or 2%. Yes, probably. So firing some bad customers, you know, that's another good step. 
uh, eliminating some competition, another another great step. And they all add up to to a successful sales career. And you certainly have had one of those and continue to uh, continue to grow. So, um, you know, one of the um, uh, one of the great sad things about sales is that there are very, very few sales mentors anymore. You know, you have to learn your tradecraft, make a lot of mistakes yourself. And to, you know, for those people who are lucky to have a mentor or sales leader like a Luke in their business, it's it's tremendous. But I know Lou is very, Luke is very a giving person uh, and I'm sure he's happy to share ideas with you, provided you're not in a, you know, face-to-face bake-off, <laughs> you'll help. Um, so, so Luke, how can the audience get hold of you um, if if they need to? No, I, lo- I love helping people out, and, and uh, I do it quite often. But you can easily reach me at LinkedIn, uh, Luke Canup, L-U-K-E-C-A-N-U-P. Uh, I'm the only one out there, so you should be able to find me pretty easily. But um, I'm very active on LinkedIn, and and we'll respond to your messages. Well, Luke, look, this has been fabulous. Thanks for being a guest. And I am going to I'm going to hold you to coming back and talking about how we can eliminate the competition early. So uh, uh, that's all for this it. this week. You, uh, please go to uh, sellthesizzle.net and uh, you can see more of our podcasts and recordings there. If you like the recording, go to Apple Podcasts, uh, give us a review, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week what do you think 